गाइस एंड वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द स्ट्रेटजी पॉडकास्ट आई हैव विद मी रोहित श्रीवास्तव हु इज द हेड ऑफ ग्रोथ एट नेटकोर ही इज अ मार्केटर हैज बीन अ कंटेंट क्रिएटर फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम एंड एन इन्फ्लुएंसर ऑफ सॉर्ट्स ऑन लिंक्डइन व्हिच इज वेयर आई फर्स्ट बम्प्ड इनटू हिम इफ यू गो थ्रू हिज पोस्ट देयर कोकी देयर देयर ह्यूमरस एंड देयर इज अ लॉट ऑफ विजडम into uh, into those thoughts i mean uh, into those posts that's how i see it rohit and you know i'm i'm a big fan of what you write because it gives me a new perspective every day so thank Damn. you for sharing your ideas with all of us and with that uh, you know my first question to you you know comes from uh, reading this book called this is marketing by seth godin who's one of my personal heroes right yeah and he talks about the concept of minimum viable audience Yeah, right so let's yeah. just let's just start from the you know get straight from the horse's mouth and yeah. i want to know from you yeah. um in an age when companies and startups in the vc market they're all mm-hmm. gunning for are a billion dollar company kaise bane right that's the whole idea so it's yeah. go, it's going for the middle market it's going for the masses mm-hmm. and uh, seth promulgates that going for the masses is about going for the average which is another word for mediocre so i want you to emphasize on this concept a bit and uh, share with me your own personal ideas on what you think really uh, you know what is your take on this so uh, i side with uh, seth on this and uh, like by the way just before i start that uh, one first is thank you for having me here and uh, thank you for calling me an influencer nobody does that i don't know what, <laughs> <laughs> what it takes to be there i just put out whatever i think Uh, so thank you for that and uh, yeah say say the uh, is the og uh, when it comes to uh, contract yeah. and view on marketing i i remember uh, the first time i read about uh, his purple cow theory and it blew my mind away and it was back in 2012 i guess yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, he has always been a very strong in uh, influence on whatever and however i think and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff is actually uh bringing the classic back into the newer age and i think just mm. we started recording we were saying that uh, uh, digital marketing in, in most people senses is about buying ads and uh, uh, having clicks on them i think that right. digital part of digital marketing i think uh, mm. it has it has taken a full circle uh, for again marketing taking the driver's seat in the digital marketing space so yeah. uh, that that is the first part the second part is minimal viable audience uh i will maybe uh, again uh, cite an example from uh, another concept that seth propagates is uh, the concept of tribes right mm. uh even malcolm gladwell writes about it so it's right. about it's about finding uh, solving it for a very very small piece of uh, audience that mm. that so passionate about it uh, about your mm. product, that they become the proponents of it and it becomes mm. very very easy uh, sell after that because see uh, so i was reading about so uh, i i am not very sure if you have uh, heard about this guy called derek sivers so derek, um no clue uh, so you should uh, certainly check check out his blog uh, sivers.org mm. he is an excellent entrepreneur who uh, founded cd baby uh, in the 90s uh, which was uh, <laughs> the spotify of the cd generation so basically Oh, that website for independent mm. to uh, to be uh, able to sell their music, uh, independently, mm. respective of like going the big box uh, CD retailer side. So mm. yeah, that's that's the most uninteresting thing about him. So after he built that business, <laughs> that, 
he sold that business uh, and uh, he donated all of it to charity and then he's roaming around the world and uh, living in different countries to experience the culture and everything else uh, so mm. uh, his his concept is uh, and there's this famous viral tiktok of his where he's he's standing uh, uh, he's showing a video of a, a guy standing and uh, shirtless in a concert and he and that guy starts dancing and uh, there's nobody else dancing everybody is looking at him and uh, uh, and with weird uh, weird uh, um, what do you say weird uh, way of looking at people like what is what is this shirtless guy is doing and then mm. another guy starts dancing and then mm. uh, there's a small crowd around him and then the crowd mm. becomes bigger now everybody who was till now standing on the sides want to join the, the guys who are dancing and mm. now the guys who are dancing becomes the cool crowd <laughs> okay and this <laughs> is yeah so this is how derek sivers uh, uh, explains how brands are built there's no other mm. way brands or great companies are built it's the first crazy guy to think about that uh, they can change the world and uh, mm. it needs a supporter uh, Uh, the the first supporter to come and say yes uh, we can change the world and then mm. the the entire cool gang around around it uh, rallies and and they now become the cool kids in this in, in the high school uh, and then now everybody joins wants to join the gang i mean a recent example right who who would thought that slack a mm. into death product i mean the yeah. already hip chat uh, salesforce um tried to push chatter down everybody's throat before even slack was thought about so all of that was done but then slack came in uh, it it solved a very very uh, uh, it solved very passionately for a very small amount of people and mm. then the tribe got bigger and bigger and bigger and now it it's it's and and you know and, what and you yeah. know and you know what rohit the fun part is they were not even working on that idea they yeah, were building yeah. a they were working on a multiplayer video game and to chat and communicate with their distributed team yeah. they used uh, they used irc and built you know apps and uh, plugins on top of it which led to the creation of slack so you start i mean you started with a whole different idea and then ended up in something you so unique so yeah. powerful and to think of it discord had already solved that problem for gamers hmm it just didn't came into the mass market right that is so surprising right so mm. so you need to and there's this whole slack memo which goes around and it's quite viral on the internet uh, which mm. was uh, circulated i guess uh, two weeks i i shared it on linkedin as well uh, it was circulated two months before slack's public or private launch i'm sorry uh, mm. it was about how to be how to passionately solve uh, problems for the end consumers and then the end consumers become uh, so f- uh, first a few join and then uh, then hundreds join and then thousands and then so on and so forth mm. so mm. i think uh, solving that problem passionately for a small uh, group of audience i think mm. that is the only way that businesses have become so big uh, right and not just slack like back in the days of apple or maybe if apple is a beaten to death example you can basically go into i mean salesforce man salesforce is today a behemoth mm. when it started right. it was solving a use case for a very small mm. amount of people who could not afford mm. a crm on premise and mm. they wanted something on the cloud right that has always been the case all great companies mm. have been built like that 
But if you think about it, you know, if mm-hmm. you look at a hundred year cycle of the industrial revolution, yeah. all the companies, you know, as soon as I walk into that huge uh, departmental store and I see at least 20 brands of biscuits and I have to choose between them, it's, it's, uh, the ones that I choose is not based, not based on quality, right? I choose based on which impression has been into my mind for the longest. And so because yeah. I remember seeing those, seeing that Palaji girl, right, or that Palaji boy um, yeah. into my TV, into my television for the whole of my life as I was growing up as a child, that had the impression. So the first thing that I would often buy is the is that biscuit, right? Yeah. Now, the point the point that I'm trying to say is uh, for, for a long time, advertising was easy and simple because we had... They they used to control the medium to share, right? Yeah. Because TV there were only three TV stations, and uh, if I controlled that network, I am virtually control controlling what fifteen to twenty million people in my country are going to see, and that yeah. gave them a lot of power. But that has certainly shifted as internet has come about, and as you would rightly say, companies like Apple, companies that that were born into the era of this post internet post consumer world, they, for them. It's, it's no longer about that mass market. It is about creating creating that niche. And with that niche, Apple has been able to become what it is today. You know, going yeah. after that niche market of people who were, who were absolutely crazy for design. You know, they have, this, they have so beautifully uh, differentiated themselves in the market, which is amazing. Yeah, so uh, I have this, uh, I, like since the topic of Apple is there, there's this parallel that uh, I sort of read somewhere or I drew, I don't remember. I, I never remember my sources, by the way. It's very mm-hmm. clear because uh, nobody can uh, claim for plagiarism. So, mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> mm. so uh, there have always been two kinds of company. One who, uh, one, one who served the army and uh, the others who uh, armed the rebels. So... Mm. When when Apple came about, it was IBM versus Apple. Uh, when Shopify came about, it was Amazon versus Shopify. So right. uh, all of these companies who uh, who crowds or or maybe huge masses of people uh, yeah. went ahead and loved actually started by arming the uh, tribals, arming the rebels. Uh, right. and, uh, and hence, again, tying it back to the minimal viable audience and then broadening it, broadening it up. But, but you know, the interesting thing is all four of them all exist and all four of them are doing well and all four of them are big enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, is there, right? There's a market for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, Parlay mm-hmm. has been an iconic brand, but then all mm-hmm. the brands are also like, I, I, I see that Sunfeast is also surviving, right? So, right. it's a sizable market. So, there's not, mm-hmm. there's not one way to build a business. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not always a uh, zero or one game. So mm. I, I'm sure that discussion is much larger than the scope of uh, our. That's true. That's true. Talking about the human side of of, uh, of the marketing, right? Because what I understand from this conversation now is every organization has to build for the human that they seek to serve. And if I think about, about that, I have to think about the emotional or the psychographic, um, you know, positioning of the person's mind, of his ideas, of, of how he sees his status in the society what what things influences it what things make him you know feel bad or good about himself and uh, as a marketer we have to kind of push the right triggers at the right time to make him do things what is your take on this um i am very sure i think uh, without storytelling 
nothing mm. nothing would materialize because uh, all all the power that your words have uh, is so all these channels that at your disposal so with the advent of internet or with the advent of uh, uh, very very micro targeted advertising whatever that is it's a means to an end what actually reaches uh, or used to reach through television or now it reaches through maybe a podcast or a blog or a simple one line ad uh, on facebook all of it is at the end of the day words and stories so that yeah. cannot be replaced irrespective of what channels this world evolves into so i mm. think that foundation should never be compromised upon and uh, mm. i think as more of a uh, uh, what, what do i say that i have learned it the hard way uh, don't mm. run behind behind the newest hack in the market because it's called a hack for a reason it will wear out what remains <laughs> that's true classic storytelling mm. you know what um, hacks you know speaking of hacks there uh, as soon as this pandemic hit i saw a dozen of com- dozen companies which were selling me a bunch of stuff online and all of that yeah. was copied ideas from other <laughs> startups in the us of the best so yeah as soon, as soon as there is a great idea in the market that i bring about that uniqueness that remarkability that purple cowness in my product i see a yeah. lot of you know dozens of companies or people who didn't have the guts to do it you know just just try to steal my idea what is my role as a marketer then you know how do i kind of save save myself or should i worry about saving myself if the broader idea for me is to seek pe- serving people seeking people to serve hmm. then should i worry about this yes you should and i'll tell you uh, my take and this is this is something that i have been uh, sort of uh, pursuing for the past 3 years now is understanding how hmm. to get out of this rut Hmm. so uh, copying digital products have always been easy right uh, hmm. create a software your rival does it tomorrow right right so i think this is mark benioff uh, uh, the ceo of salesforce wrote in his book beyond the hmm. uh, is uh, a company cannot own its facts hmm. that basically means ki uh you cannot own the features you cannot because uh, if you are owning it somebody will copy it and it's easy to copy uh, uh software even in the case of uh, uh, computers anybody can like mm. uh, a computer with 2 gb of or ram and 4 gb of ram and all of that so right. the only moat that uh, is is with you right now is the brand that you build and mm. why i say this is not by just by following the major influences this is mm. i have figured out as as a state of buyers which is right now mm. that at first companies used to choose uh, choose their buyers so when you mm. say, like in in the past world that you said right the companies used mm. to uh, manufacture goods and then they used to bombard you with the uh, advertisements and infotainments and all all you knew were that these companies are making these biscuits and i'll go and choose them right mm. Mm. now it has the the entire shift has happened where everything and it can be from a biscuit to a cookie to a bread to a software everything and i'm not just talking about uh, single use software or mobile apps and for that matter i'm even talking about enterprise software everything mm. every owner of that decision and the power to choose lies with the customers and not the brands that's and true that brand is now the only mode that you can have irrespective of what we are building obviously if you are not lockheed martin and building uh, airplanes for air force which i am sure mm. is a very different game and i'm sure <laughs> since, since i remember the name lockheed martin i'm sure some 
some element of branding is also there but right. whenever you are serving the consumer and not just in the b2c space wherever humans are right. involved and they have uh, the illusion so of free will brands matter yeah brand will be the only mode that will take you ahead right so you know set in his book uh, this is marketing there is a whole chapter dedicated to symbols there's a whole chapter dedicated to semiotics and i just want to read one line from it uh, which is um we scan instead of study and when we scan we are asking what does this remind me of so basically what he's saying is you know when i look at logo am i feeling something deep down that that makes me uh, Uh, you know you know get get a brush of emotions and whatever that emotion is that you want to drive unless that happens um, you don't have a brand so he gives so he keeps giving the example of nike versus hilton so he says if nike goes ahead goes ahead and builds a hotel today you know we know as a consumer we can have some clue of what that hotel would be like but if if hilton they go ahead and build a shoe for us we have no clue what they're going to do right so uh, that's the that's really the story of the brand that he's trying to yeah. um, kind of f- f- uh, distribute in the world what is your what do you, what is your view on this do you think I, you agree with him of course i have to because there is no other definition i, I can read mm. it in various ways but it's it's mm. reality a brand is not what a brand says it is a brand is what the consumer mm. says it is right mm. so mm. uh tell yeah tell me tell me about permission you know uh about uh, seeking uh, permission from somebody before we bombard him with uh, a ton of content uh shavale drown is thought the way it is ha- usually happening you know i i get a bulk of sms and uh, emails from founders and people who are trying to send me something without recognizing mm-hmm. or even having the basic courtesy to figure out if this is something that i want so in, um, in this in the, what is what do you have to say to those people you know what why are you doing it and uh, how can i stop <laughs> yeah. i have a bit of contrarian view on this actually so okay while in an ideal world obviously i will say that nobody should be bombarded and nobody should be mass emailed mm. and whatever that is mm. because i am also at the end of the day a consumer i would love mm. a world where everybody asks for my permission before sending me an email mm. that never happens and i don't see a future where that could happen one that is one mm. thing the second thing mm. is uh, we we live in a world where privacy is almost a myth nobody yep nobody leads a private life and not at all <laughs> it's not their choice anymore right no so in in such a scenario the uh, i i mean one of the most uh, 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 famous linkedin statuses of mine is i don't add mm. products to wish list anymore i just speak mm. uh, the name <laughs> of the product in in front of my phone and instagram doesn't think <laughs> so uh, that's mm. the reality and why it resonates with people is because that's the reality mm. right uh, now mm. you know that uh, all of all the big tech is snooping on your data so right if they are doing a good work of personalization you are okay with them snooping on your data right hmm now where is in in all of this no i have a contrary view of this <laughs> i don't want them to stop on my data no no that's okay nobody wants in an ideal world nobody wants mm. their data to go out mm-hmm. the the ask is can i uh, so do i not want my data to go out or do i mm. to use a dumb phone mm. right that that trade off is so huge that mm. people inadvertently is give, are giving their data to the big tech companies right yeah 
Yeah. So it's it's not a choice anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but don't you think then? Don't you think that's a very bad practice for them to a, be? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a does, it not. Does it not create exactly? Does it not create in in my mind now a friction against that brand? While I get I you know Google has been a game changer for our lives. It had it not been there, I don't know how internet would have been operating. So uh, um, clearly they have had that impact. But for them to build upon that impact and and then cut. turn it into a money making machine mm-hmm. and you know capitalism at all costs don't you think that will that's going to hurt this this uh, the business world in the long term so uh, one i don't know the definition of long term uh, here because mm-hmm. uh, why i'm saying this is because right now everybody seems to be making money out of this particular setup yeah. and that's why yeah. it's not been disruptive uh, disrupted right. at that scale now because uh, okay mm-hmm. So I'll let you in in my private life. I don't use Google mm. as my search engine. I use DuckDuckGo. Mm. I don't use Me too, browser. man. I use. <laughs> I've been a DuckDuckGo user. I do. I've been a DuckDuckGo user for almost a couple of months now, and it's an yeah. amazing, amazing search engine. And I use Mozilla. I don't use mm. uh, 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 Chrome. I mm. don't uh, use Facebook. I seldom mm. use Instagram, and that too from desktop. I, I think I am the only user. I mean, their analytics would peak whenever I am opening Instagram on my desktop because who does that? Mm. And mm. Uh, the only social network that I use is Twitter because they have been very upfront with their data usage policy and uh, mm. their ad showing policy, and and also it's an incredible learning machine. So I yeah maybe I will never be able to get off Twitter. and mm. obviously linkedin is is an obvious answer but uh, i th- i don't think linkedin snoops on data as much so i'm okay with yeah uh, and mm. uh, the only app that i use for reading and the, and i don't even use uh, phone browser in chrome i use mm. uh, mozilla only and I, and for reading purposes i use pocket which is owned by mozilla again which stand mm. for data privacy so i am that kind of a person but what i am mm. telling you is the harsh reality of the world we can talk all the mm. algorithm sitting here on a pod right the world doesn't sure. <laughs> that's true you know you know moving on to the next question which is on uh, uh, on content now i see i i see now uh, the social platforms of the last 20 years they've uh, democratized content to a long long large extent that has also created problems that happened in the last uh, elections you know we've seen hatred being spread over these platforms now and these platforms them being so personalized which is the value that businesses derive is the dangerous element of uh, of of these platforms which was which is what the documentary social uh, dilemma was all about okay yeah. now leaving aside leaving aside the societal context of it you know i just want from you um, you know the idea of um, building a community right let i just want to go back to the idea of building a tribe these platforms seems to be a great way of doing that So can you share some instances or some ideas about uh, you know if I am uh, a newbie content creator trying to um, you know start create my own uh, little marketing uh, agency right how mm-hmm. how should I kind of go about the entire process and on how which platform do you think is best for me how can I go about that process okay uh, one i have not done it for myself in terms of like mm. at an agency level or something mm. Uh, mm. and i might be off when i am sharing this but i'll i can share mm. whatever i have done for whatever little personal branding that i could do in yeah. the last one year is uh, mm. so one of the things that we all do is the biggest mistake when we start out is we focus on too many platforms 
focus on one or at max two platforms not more than that mm. because mm. you'll spread uh, you'll spread yourself too thin maybe for the first couple of times you will create custom updates for every platform and then you will give up so mm. i my uh, uh, updates only go on linkedin nowhere else i mean mm. at best uh, two out of five mm. i it, it will go on twitter as well but linkedin is my mm. primary content sharing medium uh, mm. what do you what do you like about linkedin that much i linkedin, linkedin. yeah it's it's just the visibility that uh, it gives out so uh, all mm. facebook is worthless because organic reach mm. is zero and mm. also uh, facebook is for people who have known me in 2010 uh, which mm. i'm very sure uh, is is a very different rohit now so bole ke are ye kon hai kon gyan de re ha bole ye ye kahan se it's not your tribe it's not your tribe it's not your tribe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I can for sure say that everybody in that friend circle has outgrown right in terms of absolutely the daily conversations that we can have. I'm sure that we still mm. care for each other, but the daily right. conversations that we can have have changed. And also, it mm. much of marketing gyan if you uh, shovel out on uh, Facebook, uh, they they're concerned mm. about if you're married or not. They they're not concerned mm. if you're uh, achieving a great click through rate on your campaign. So. Mm. i am very sure it's a very different audience uh, but if mm. they require i can copy paste the same on facebook also so that's that's okay no uh, execution right yeah so linkedin mein linkedin i started because of the virality because of the visibility mm. that it gives out to people and i think it's a great uh, platform for uh, beginners mm. to start because it, it and if i may if i may ask a follow up how for how long have you been consistently putting out content on linkedin actively when you would like Okay, I want to create a personal brand, uh-huh. and if you can also share the backstory, ki kya hai apke mind mein ki ab you know whatever I I've learned so far, that's yeah. time that I should start sharing it. Was it for some benefit that you're trying to extract, no, no, sorry, or was it for something? किसी ने बोला आपसे कि यार share करो. Yeah, so uh, a lot of my peers were doing it. Uh, I mean, mm. putting out content in terms of the awards they've won or. which uh, mm. is that they have taken or campaigns that they they have done and i have never been mm. uh, that person nothing to disappoint then i'm sorry if, if it mm. comes out like that is that mm. i'm not very comfortable in talking about myself uh and mm. uh, and it has just been me so when i uh, and there were like lot of uh, friends in my circle who who were like yaar tu itni mazedar baatein karta hai you uh, I, we love talking to you why don't you get on some platform and start sharing like i have never seen you mm. back in like my facebook days in 2012 mm. uh, a lot of the friends that i made in the marketing community uh, mm. one of the very good friends uh, was because of a meme page that i used to run and oh so that was the content that people used to like and wow <laughs> there are the people ki yaar uh, there's so much of boring content out there why don't you come on uh, linkedin and share hello what do mm. i share and he's like nahi so mm. many people are sharing so first couple of posts that i did was the usual templateized uh, post yeah mad bahut dukh mein playing it safe uh, playing it safe kind of doing what the market is doing yeah, right yeah mai bahut pareshan tha fir telebrands ne <laughs> so mm. that that's a, and then I I felt like a fraud and like nahi yaar yeah. it's not me like yeah. it's okay telegram se meri madad ki but I have never been that guy who will go around and say ki nahi right. and right. that's when I started I was like nahi yaar let me be whatever I am and uh, mm. share whatever I feel like and mm. I have gotten flack from people because yeah uh, 
I have I have written like I have had people coming into my DMs and saying that your manager has no problem with you. I mean, brother, I don't know. And honestly, like I have been thankful to have bosses where they have appreciated yeah. me being very honest. Like I have had instances where my managers have said that, "Yar, you mouth pe bol deta, aisa social media pe likhne ki kya zarurat hai tujhe?" So, so I have had cool people like that in my life. So maybe mm. I'm lucky. Mm. But that has yeah. is what it has been is about. So I'll tell you. Then I'll now structureize for people to understand and maybe emulate this if they want to. Yeah. Every brand starts with uh, when you personal brand is also a brand, right? So mm. again, minimal viable audience ke pehle bhi ek step hota hai, which is uh, which I learned with uh, from this guy, uh, Tim Pulo mm. naam ka banda. He is the CMO of HRF. So I reached out to him and I just dropped him a text ki yar HRF brand I love. Uh, and uh, how did you mm. it? I I would I want to learn it from you, and he, he mm. was so gracious that he replied and he got on a call with me and I asked him and so this is something that I understood from him which I was doing inherently. So there's this mm. concept of authentic truth, okay. Mm. So you have to figure out that authentic authentic truth about you. Okay, what okay. Are, yeah, what is that one line or one mm. uh, one reason why people would remember you? Just say. Mm. You are, uh, for example, if I remember you, I'll remember you, Rohit, the curious guy, right? Hmm. अभी उसमें curious में as much as I uh, as I read your content, I'll keep on adding adjectives because obviously Correct. सब सब के दिमाग में to remember your complete personality, you never remember somebody's complete personality until they are very very hmm. right, right? You always have a uh, as a brand positioning takeaway for people, a takeaway, yeah, a takeaway from a person, something that sticks. So for me. Yeah, for me it was authentic, it was marketing, and it was witty. These were the three mm. things that came to my mind. And like mm. all my posts have to be either of these three or a combination of these. Yeah. And from the past one and a half years, two years now, I have been doing this. Mm. So either my posts mm. are witty, like you you get a chuckle out of it, or you learn something, mm. or you feel yeah, yeah, to me it's with me. So it has been like that, and I have been very, very uh, cautious of not diluting that by, but mm. uh, by doing any other kind of post rather than this. And it has just been mm. consistency and that relatability. That's all. Mm. No, no. Usme masala ki ha raat ko pone kya ra baje post karne pe do likes zada aate hain aur subeh saare da post karne pe do right. No, no. Right, right. Nay, not at all. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you know, I've been now posting content uh, consistently about the things that I've been reflecting upon yeah. for the past forty uh, days, and uh, um, I, you know, initially I've, I, 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 re- I recognize that there's no point kind of uh, worrying about time of when I'm going to post. So I've written posts at midnight or at one a.m., which I've done really well. Well, yeah. I've written posts at the best time to publish, which haven't done so well. So what mm. I recognize what it re- it really has to do with what you're writing and how well does that resonate with somebody? How personal is that story, mm. and how authentic you are, right? I think those are the key takeaways if you really want to want to uh, be doing this. Yeah, and also uh, one of the filters that uh, I have so mm. see uh, my post intervals that they're basically mm. unpredictable. While I not I don't suggest it to people, but the reason mm. of that is. If you have, if you don't have something value adding to say, 
ஒருத்தரும் and i never said don't write it so there's this don't, don't share it <laughs> yeah so my ever note is private. yeah my my ever note has that's true book. agreed completely yeah. i agree there my ever note has this notebook called mm. indian updates where mm. these three kinds of updates go mm. and i don't mm. schedule but i write it there and when i yeah. uh, when i think of putting it out in the world and when i think yeah. i have like yeah. i always edit it i always edit yeah you know you know rohit yeah. i've been doing a, 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 a this little exercise for the past couple of weeks and this has been pretty amazing mm-hmm. which is every morning when i start my day uh, and uh, what i do is i me- keep making mental notes about the things or topics that i first introduced randomly at random by people so if i meet met a friend or my mom and dad if i'm just sitting and having breakfast with them and then i'm going for a walk and i find somebody things that i observe and things that people tell me i just make mental notes and at the end of the day i just put down on those topics on my one note yeah and that gives me so many ideas ki log kya soch rahe hain and how can i write something or do something that really solves this problem what if i was dealing with this problem how do i solve it or what are my own problems that i have uh, that i have been reflecting upon that i want to share with the world and i think that's a great way to also kind of uh, think about content yeah that's actually very helpful i have this uh, uh, parent notebook and ever note which is called meta inbox Mm. is it called meta inbox is because i don't have to put filters without before i put a note in there so mm. anything that wow. so my mind goes into that inbox mm. and i can decide mm. later which which notebook i should pick okay talk about talk about influencers and marketing i see so many people uh, uh, you know pretending to be i know i'm not sure if they are <laughs> um <laughs> i hope they are how do you how do you But... call somebody out if they are pretending to be and they are the real one <laughs> that's exactly that's the trouble right because okay. i see it's just so it's just my perception you know when i read something and i uh, can't reflect about it enough mm. right or uh, i don't see it being followed up through active action on the on 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 that person's side mm. i really i kind of conclude that maybe this is not the real thing so with uh, you know with you or maybe even with set uh, i see active wow, action you happening you can't name both of them in the same sentence right? i <laughs> okay. have a long way to go before you do that see it's it's just a journey it's about taking the right steps in the right direction so if yeah. you're just calling out things and you're not taking steps in the right direction you would essentially become pretentious yeah. um and to, to kind of differentiate that win with yourself every day becomes a challenge for me because then what what does authenticity mean for you it is to say things and then kind of following up doing those things right because yeah. if i keep saying things and i don't do it upon it sooner or later I, i will break your trust yeah. and that's a very bad position to be yeah agree so what's the question that how do you figure out who are the influencers are good enough and who are not no really <laughs> actually the question is on on authenticity you know how do i uh-huh. uh, how do i continue to question my own authenticity with the things that i Uh, keep talking about it keep the positions that i take you know sometimes i take it out of uh, out of context now how do i get you know, control that urge to speak about almost anything without giving an active thought 
sometimes i do that so uh, uh, again i have this being authentic how do you be authentic i have this mental model uh, mm. of thinking about authenticity is uh, if you if you can't die for anything you don't mm. have the right to live for it hmm so that, oh that's interesting yeah so uh, if you can't sacrifice something while you are saying something as in like when i say think different i mm. then in my team because i have to face my team as well right and then i cannot right. come back and say if they come up with an idea i cannot tell them acha kisi aur ne kiya hai kya like mm. have people done it can we can we prove this idea before we go to the board nahi i have to put my foot down and i'll have to be that guy in the room with who takes the most uh, outrageous ideas and go to my board to present and get an approval on it mm. so while a lot of that working is not uh, so for example i'll tell you if i i've always been that guy that who says b2b need not needs not to be boring to boring Mm. now to walk that talk <laughs> i'll have to do mm. campaigns which are not boring mm. while a lot of the discussions that in happen in house in uh, in terms of copywriting in terms of website in terms of blogs mm. right might not come mm. out in the out in the open but then uh, once in a while a com- campaign with so a software company doing a campaign with rahul subramanian is one of mm. the outliers that you see and mm. you have to believe that i am at least trying to not be boring Mm. so uh, both of them if if i'm walking the talk obviously it fills it fits that uh, uh, criteria of being authentic and then at the same time uh, i have to push the envelope for those ideas so i'll have to mm. be ready to sacrifice myself on that altar of mm. pushing the envelope to be different pushing the envelope mm. to be not boring so whatever mm. i believe in now i cannot be saying uh, b2b need not be boring to boring and then i'm hmm. writing the same uh, five ways to send better <laughs> right i'll have to change that thing in terms of content now right. right at the same time right. i know there are uh, compulsions where you mm. have to agree to things and compromise on things mm. that that not always go in your mm. because an organization is mm. not you there are like multiple people so it's right. okay that everything should not fall in line with what you put out in 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 social media social media is also mm. a sound box or and and uh, and uh, sounding board if i may say is where mm. you put out your ideas to to understand how people think about those ideas so that's mm. also all right but then you there also you need to put out things that you believe in mm. and, and not just you think acha ye acha kaam karega linkedin pe mm. or twitter pe mm. that matter mm. Mm. okay you know i have a couple of things that i want to ask you now one mm. is on on the idea of technology like mm. right? um netcore right now you know i'm just going through your page and i see it's a uh, marketing automation solution right mm. so is that uh, is is this like competing with the likes of uh, let's say a mailchimp or is this something different uh a lot of it it's it's not as easy to say that it competes with mailchimp does it compete with mm. mailchimp at a level yes but mm. it's a much more comprehensive solution where mm. a mobile so mailchimp is just email mm. so basically the question you know what i want to know is how does what's how can i leverage technology for my personalized storytelling for having that one on one connect with my customers oh. you know what is that benefit Okay, so I, again, I have a contrarian view on this. Uh, why mm. people understand that technology mm. is is necessary for 
for personalization which i understand mm. it is because it gives mm. two abilities that a non tech medium cannot right mm. so for mm. example if i am shopping on mintra and mintra sends me the last shopped items a related item in my email i am very likely to mm. buy and i feel ki ha chalo somebody at mintra cares enough to not waste my time by sending irrelevant products theek hai mm. but is that the only way i don't think so i the other okay. way is uh the other way is just plain simple personal copy right so when i write an email and i send it to mm. 50000 uh, subscribers in my list mm. not 50000 of them are reading at the same time mm. it's one person reading that email sent by one person on the other side so it's actually one to one communication multiplied by 50000 so that copy True. if it can so true it if it can be made personal so for example mm. if i am writing to all my subscribers and there are like, there are like 50000 subscribers tell me if this feels personal where i say mm. i am sitting on a uh, oak tree table having my cup of green tea and when i look out of the window there is this beautiful sun setting in the east in the west mm. and mm. the entire sky is red and there is this tree where a bird is sitting and and uh, and singing and it reminds me of my live last blog post which i wrote about this i'm sure you will enjoy it wow loved it <laughs> it does right and i never say yeah. hey or hey mm. that no right. it's about me yeah. that's all fars you know that's all fars first name first name code laga ke wahan pe aapka first name <laughs> exactly so personalization yeah personalization is you know i i'm not, I'm not just expecting that maybe that is spec you know and that's that's how you should kind of differentiate uh, be personalized and uh, following spec i think it's great to follow spec that that bring bend builds the discipline to do something but it's very important to not hold on to that spec and keep pushing the boundaries or of what you think personalization really means for you or for your customers rather yeah yeah it's it's a it's more about humanizing than personalizing mm, right yeah right right okay you know i want to go back to your childhood right where okay. did it all start there tell me about uh, a bit about your early life you know kya tha storytelling did you read a lot of books did you write participate in you know uh, college school colleges mein jab wo competitions hote hain story likhne ke did you yeah. win awards there is that okay. kind of kid you were <laughs> there are two uh, places in my life where i realized that maybe i love storytelling um mm. the first one was when i was very young right mm. uh, i think uh, i i can't place that age but there was this mm. one particular moment where something happened in uh, and uh, with with my mom and she mm. narrating the same thing to my uh, aunts and uh, cousins when she was mm. writing there were a lot of the details uh, that were not exactly as how it happened while mm. the gist was the same the narration mm. was different and right. it made the story all the more intriguing and mm. i did not care if the details were different because if you lie in front of a kid that mm. kid will call you out are aap jhoot bol rahe ho aisa nahi hua tha right but but the story was so intriguing that i went mm. with that i'm like ha theek hai ye maa jo bol rahi hai na that ye hua hoga to tell nahi i i figured that this is a lie but this is a acha this is a lie but you didn't want to uh, kind of intermediate there Haan. you so enjoy the story Yeah, so I was like, mm. if you tell a story compelling enough, na people forget about facts, mm. and that was maybe 
I didn't obviously in hindsight I can place all of that ki ha people about forget about facts and ye wo mm-hmm. that realization of that I know this is a lie but I don't want to intervene was very in that moment and that mm-hmm. sort of became my way of telling things so I did not mm-hmm. to outrightly lie because that's not how I was raised but then mm-hmm. my stories were also very much like my mother's where mm-hmm. those intricate details and dramatics of it were changed to make the story more uh, uh, more uh, interesting so when i'm talking mm. to an uncle i'm sure that uncle is not very witty but when i'm narrating mm. that story to my friends or back home to my mother that uncle is the most witty uncle in this world because now i am writing dialogues for that guy mm. so that that became my order of the day the mm. Other, mm. so that that's that's how i was raised so it was it, it's a lot of my mom's influence on me but then maybe mm. in chapter 7th or 8 uh, there was this mm. guy who was the teacher's pet mm. and he wrote a poem <laughs> he, he wrote a poem and uh, the teacher went gaga on uh, on him and are kya 8th class ka bachcha itna acha likhta hai kya ye wo and all my friends also because we were the back went back and they were like are kya poem likha hai kya likha hai are to easy hai टेलिंग and uh, that's how it has been that's 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 been my superpower no um as that that's amazing and as we enter the last leg of this podcast you know one part of why i do the strategy podcast which is basically the story that i keep telling myself <laughs> we, know, all, we all we all tell stories about everything exactly everything. exactly so you know it's it's about for me i i have always been that kid who for, for consistently been an underperformer in my you know i was always in the last three i was a backbencher uh, i mujhe nahi pata mera ca kaise pass hua baki sab fluke tha matlab pura college school so when i was doing that, you know when that was happening there was never a moment in my life that had i had clarity on what careers should i choose right it was all mechanically uh-huh. like my dad is a ca my sister is a ca so i did that even though now i i see as i become more conscious of what i really want to do I've been extremely picky of the projects that I work that I associate myself with. So uh, a, a big reason why I started this is because I wanted to explore careers. I wanted to help others who are not who are in that position to um, learn from other people of what it takes to succeed in in a given space. Mm. So you know, with you, you know, as I kick off this marketing uh, series, what do you think uh, are the right skill sets? what kind of person do i need to be to really perform well uh, in this function in this very critical role so that role assuming is marketing or that role yeah. okay the role that you do the, you know being kind of heading growth leading an organization to achieve its objectives okay i think um, uh, okay i'll share uh, maybe one of the very few things that uh, that irrespective of which industry you represent will be helpful uh mm. one is understand humans more than mm. understand marketing mm. understand uh, uh make so there are two ways to become very good marketers uh, and both of them are very important one is mm. have specific knowledge 
mm. which is having knowledge of the product that you are selling the market that you are selling into and the medium that you are selling through mm. so have specific good specific knowledge because that will be an advantage and then have a great generic knowledge so when i say generic knowledge it's about how the world functions how people behave what what triggers people what makes them happy what motivates them and it can come through user research it can come to talking to people it can comes come through reading about human psychology all of that mm. Mm. these things combined always makes a mm. that is one part the second mm. part is uh, all read all the best practices available mm. but try not to follow them because best practices will lead you only to the median result right if you need to the obvious results yeah if you need out mm. the results uh, always approach by first principles so mm. when somebody says ki uh, b2b so why don't you why don't you lay out the first principles kya hai wo first principles nahi first principle is basically the removing this is not my own concept obviously uh, this mm-hmm. uh, elon musk ka concept which i read in tim urban ka blog wait uh, mm. but why which basically means is whenever somebody so I, i'll narrate the story in, in a mm. half a minute is uh, elon musk when set out when for, set out to build the first mars robot uh, mars mm. sorry, rocket uh, the whole idea of rocket being expensive was because the suppliers were sell, uh, selling expensive spare parts mm. and uh, when he understood that the suppliers were selling uh, expensive spare parts he understood that the materials which those spare parts are being made are actually very mm. cheap mm. so the reason why the supplier are selling uh, very expensive is because there are very few suppliers yeah so he built scarcity yeah. they have created scarcity and so they are charging a high price for it yeah so he built the rocket on his own and mm. built maybe in say 17th or 18th of the price that the rocket mm. usually comes okay mm. yeah true right that was the first first principle thinking so basically mm. strip down all your analogies all your assumptions mm. to the bare minimum truth जहां से सिंप्लीफाई कर ही नहीं सकते जैसे एल्यूमिनियम चाहिए होता है रॉकेट बनाने के लिए तो चाहिए होता है शुरू करो यू डोंट नीड अ प्रोपेलर यू एक्चुअली नीड एन एल्यूमिनियम कास्ट और एग्जाम्पल अगर मुझे ई मेल मार्केटिंग करनी है मुझे ई मेल मार्केटिंग नहीं करनी है मुझे पचास हजार लोगों को एक बार में रीच करना दिख रहा था कि एक करके कुछ आई थिंक आई कैन बी वी गेट इन टू कंसल्टिंग देन आई वर्क इन कंसल्टिंग फॉर फोर इयर्स एंड देन आई फाउंड इट अ सो यूजलेस इट वेस्ट फुल टाइम ऑफ वेस्ट ऑफ माय टाइम एंड आई स्विच्ड सो आपके लिए क्या था मेरे लिए था कि यार इंजीनियरिंग सेकंड ईयर में मुझे रियलाइज हुआ कि ये तो ना हो पाएगा यार ये तो गलत हो गया तो अब इसको सुधारेंगे तो ओके अच्छा ठीक है किस में मजा आता है बोले ये एड्स आई आई ऑलवेज हैड बीन द किड 
would not yeah. skip ads would mm. watch ads and i'll watch ads yeah mm. i was mm. always uh, impressed by the fact that how much of a story you can tell within 30 seconds mm. but i lekin fir aap advertising mein nahi gaye aapke paise nahi the wo main bata raha hu wo mba first semester mein samajh mein aa gaya ki ad wise to bas dikhane ki cheez hai acha ye game kuch aur hai game kuch aur hai to and then i re- read that book and which i very very highly recommend to everybody out there but hmm. this book by cal newport be so good hmm. they can't ignore you hmm. amazing book which where be so good they can't ignore you by cal newport yeah cal newport. guys there will be a link for of this book in the comment section so yeah go ahead and buy it so yes go on that book that book actually wo kehte hai na ki wo ek bahut bada premonition todta hai wo passion economy hota hai na follow your passion so that book gives you a whole new perspective where where it shows that uh, follow your passion is complete bullshit and mm. what you really need is a craftsman mindset where mm. you have to be so whatever problem whatever problem you you are faced with that's where you bring your passion that's where you try yes. to bring your yes. up and your skills right you'll start loving it you you'll start loving it anyway yeah and, and that's true you know i mean from my own personal experiences whenever mm. i've involved mm. myself in something um i automatically got into a, a state of mind where i'm actually enjoying it even if i wasn't doing and, that in the first yeah in and you was beginning i'll tell you why that book is so impactful because the mm. examples are actually taken from steve jobs life oh who, who is credited to be, uh, to bring this idea of follow your passion uh, yeah. to the kind of the this has been that modern marketing yeah. mogul तो इट्स इट्स लाइक कि सचिन तेंदुलकर की लाइफ को तोड़ के बता दिया कि हाँ टेक्निकल शॉट्स नहीं खेलने चाहिए करियर कंफ्यूजन and mm-hmm. still as impactful so highly recommended mm-hmm. okay uh, you know a question on working with leaders uh, as a marketer because it's it's such a human thing to do i'm pretty sure uh, uh, it's i think it it then puts you in a very strong position to empathize with 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 the with the ceo or or the people who are in those important decision making roles mm-hmm. how do you what suggestion would you have for you know maybe other marketers or uh, people who are kind of breaking in how can they build the idea because for them you know the i say this when when you when you're not coming from that context of marketing that you have to um, serve somebody yeah. right and it's it's all about making a buck quickly and i am the guy who's been hired to do that and suddenly i tell him no that's not the right way to do it we're going to make a buck but we're going to start from the edges that's where uh, the game is going to be for us yeah uh, how do you communicate that to the person uh okay i will go on a very practical uh, route here so yes i think first of all you need to build that dividend where you mm. can do long term projects right mm. so when uh, mid level marketers like me are hired in a uh, in a system it mm. usually it it usually is a demand generation problem and it can be masqueraded mm. in any way possible but mm. usually is to create that demand for a product or a service or a brand whatever that is mm. so you should not on day one never revamp the website never revamp mm. the brand first understand mm. what's wrong with the demand problem 
because it always mm. is that that is one mm. thing the second thing is once once you create that dividend of yes this guy understand that how business is done the second thing is you don't have to shove your goals down your ceo's throat to understand their goals because their goals are much more important so mere page views kitne bhi aa rahe hain mere users kitne bhi aa rahe hain mera traffic kitna bhi aa raha hai if it is not aligning with the uh, final pipeline revenue of my business head it mm. doesn't really matter and i mm. can every monthly report every quarterly report i can say ki mere traffic mein 30% jump aaya if that mm. is not collaborating uh, with the jump in revenue nobody mm. nobody cares ha it might mm. take like 6 to 9 months for that jump to come in but then mm. you'll have to think ki us 6 to 9 months ke liye what are mm. those short term strategies that you can implement to fill mm. that revenue gap that is one thing mm. Mm. you cannot always tell ki brand is this mystical mystical land where i will take you and all your pains will go away because nobody believes mm. in that and it it seldom works Mm. so it has to be a mix of uh, long term and short term strategies you will you will not have to shove down your metrics uh, into somebody else's throat you have to yeah that's so true yeah you will have to understand their pain because you have been hired for a pain you have been mm. hired and there and, and there lies the heart of marketing which is i think all about empathy and yeah. you, it can't be subjective it can't be selective ki best is group of people ke sath i can be more empathetic and this group i can completely ignore i yeah. don't think it will work like that i said right no understand humans more than you understand market mm-hmm. will be a better market than most true true um you know um as you know as i want to wrap up this uh, podcast now Uh, just one thing that i want to ask from you is uh, is there a business leader that you look up to that you feel has redefined the way value is created and uh, shared by amongst people and who do you kind of look up to that so right now in the business world uh, i i usually don't idolize the people that i have not met because people are not black and white there's always a hmm. shade of gray Mm. so uh, there have been very uh, there have been few people in my uh, personal life who have uh, helped me get out there and they are like in business uh, but i'll not mm. i'll and they know who they are but on a broader level i really admire drift ceo right now david cancel because he has built such a phenomenal brand uh, right now because it is at at the most at the core of it drift is at most a chatbot yeah but on a brand level it's a revolution like i have mm. seen people fight tooth and nail to drift mm. implemented uh, versus other tools and it's mm. it's simply commendable how in the age of software and uh, software democratization you can mm. build a tribe like that you can build a, mm. a following like that for a brand it's it's super commendable and i want to learn everything that he does and uh, wow yeah that's how us Awesome, 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 Rohit. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this show. बहुत मजा आया मेरे को. There was a lot of insights. Same. आपने शेयर किए. So that's about it. Any, any, any last thoughts you want to share with our people, with our tribe, people who are looking to break in, do something better for for themselves. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, one of the things that I've uh, learned in the past one and a half, two years is uh, have clarity of thought. Uh, don't do what the other people are doing because you'll end up where other people are going. So always, always think from from first principles and always have clarity of thought on what you want to achieve and how you achieve that. First principles thinking. And on that note, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on today's episode. We'll see you next time with another guest. If you like this episode, 
leave a like and to know more about rohit i leave all the links to reach out to him in the comment section below thank you guys take care thanks thanks sir